Welcome in to the Lions 10. Literally the second I go uh, hit record, old Fredster over there decided to chirp up after I told him not to. Regardless, I'm Tom Hanks. Spencer Warner, as always. We have a guest, a special guest. A guy that used to co-host the show and then it just, just disappeared for whatever reason. His name's Matt Gash. He works down at RSL. He's the know-it-all. He's in the loop. Maddie, thank you for taking time, Maddie. A very busy day to spend it with us. Yeah, I mean, I, I was wondering why you guys stopped calling me there for a minute. Now, as I'm saying that, someone else is calling me. So, uh, I guess I'm in high demand these days. That might. <laughs> like, I yeah, can't imagine might, yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, neither neither can I. Anywho, how how are you holding up? Are you are you hanging in there? I'm as I'm hanging in there as well as I can. It's uh, it's all a wild adventure right now. So it's uh, I, as as everyone's kind of going through. It's it's all been kind of, uh, uh, you know, so many things going on at once and you, and you're trying to balance all those things with, um, everything that's going on in life. And, uh, you know, you feel for everyone who's, you know, uh, lost someone to the, the, uh, COVID-19 pandemic and, uh, lost jobs and lost, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to not have uh, gone through any of those things. Um, but, you know, you add in earthquakes and you add in, you know, uh, protests and, and everything that's going on around the country. And, um, you know, I'm in the, in the fortunate position that uh, still employed, still healthy. And, and did we lose Spenno? Did he fall asleep? No, I'm right here. I was, this is never going to be, we don't show our faces. It's the faces are just for us. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, it's, uh, it's good to be here and good to be healthy and good to, uh, still have contact with all my kids and everything, you know, they're all doing all right. So everything's good. I think here as good as, um, can be expected right now. So obviously the, the big news, Matty is, is the fact that, um, major league soccer, the MLSPA and major league soccer, Came to an agreement. I was getting a little bit twitchy there for a while with the with the lockout talk. I think it was more of a an arm twisting uh, from MLS and the ownership. I, I understand that, but mm. it seems to be that there's a good agreement there. The fact that the guys don't have to be uh, when they eventually go to Orlando uh, end of this month, I believe they don't have to go for ten weeks, six weeks. Uh, we talked a little bit offline about that as well, Maddie. Of of you know what? There's no right or wrong. It's about getting as much soccer. Uh, in front of uh, prospective fans, new fans, old fans. Uh, but but what's the fallout? What have you heard around the, I won't say the locker room because it's not really open, but yeah. kind of the, the response from players now that this is finally over and done with? Um, I, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a mixed bag. Um, but uh, I think once players see um, kind of exactly what the plan is and exactly what, uh, the league has in store. I think uh, I think you'll get a lot of people turning around on that. It, it is a lot to ask of players to be away for as long as that tournament is, and um, and that's certainly a challenge that that the league has had to face on on a lot of different levels. Um, but uh, you know, the alternative of of not playing games, I think, is um, is is pretty difficult to to imagine as well. And uh, there's just so many things at play that. It makes sense to to get this the, get this tournament in, uh, get some games uh, under players' belts, and and uh, you know hopefully when we get back from that there'll, there'll be a, 
uh, an opportunity uh, through the uh, everyone gets healthy enough and everyone uh, um, you know everything's calmed down enough on that front that uh, we're able to get uh, regular games back in in stadiums. I think it's it might be a while before fans are there, but um, but I think we're we're moving in the right direction towards uh, getting getting teams back into their home stadiums and playing games. Danny, I'm I'm curious because yeah, as I kind of try my best to comprehend uh, the situation at hand, right? The Orlando tournament specifically, I I, I wholeheartedly feel for the players who have to leave their families for an extended period of time, specifically all, you know, considering kind of what the world, the United States in particular is facing at the minutes um, and everything that's going on. That, that seems like a really tough ask from the league. Why, why wasn't there a bigger push to have family members join the players? Cause I just figure if, if they could somehow find a way to get the family members involved, then they could essentially just play the entire season if they wanted in Orlando and spend six months there, right? But, but the family members seem to be the one that held everything up and, and hence the tournament as opposed to the regular season. Am I, am I wrong? Um, you know, that, that's a good question. I'm not sure I know the, the full answer on that. Um, as you guys know, details all came out today and, uh, we've actually had a really busy day here at the office getting some things prepared for uh, a big announcement with our foundation today um, that was pushed by the players. And we can get to that later if you want. But um, the uh, I think I, I really think the the interest was in the safety of uh, of the players in getting all those games in. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're let's let's just say as an example that. Um, that for every player, there's two family members uh, additional. Uh, that's probably a high estimate considering the young age of some of the players that, that maybe don't have um, established families, things like that. Um, the, but um, for, you know, what, what's the expectation for what they're going to do in the time that uh, players are at way up training or, or at, um, games or at other team functions, things like that. Um, I know from a staff perspective, they're keeping a pretty, um, I don't want to say a heavy leash on us, but, uh, you know, we're the expectation I think on us is that, uh, we are with the team as often as, uh, we can be. And when we're not, we are, um, doing everything we can to remain in some form of isolation, quarantine, um, you know, it's not like we're going to be out on the town in Orlando at any point. Um, and that's all in the interest of keeping the safety of everyone who's involved in the tournament. Um, as much as uh, it'd be great to bring families with you, uh, I think it's a difficult ask to then say, okay, you families can come, but you have to stay in this hotel or in this, uh, you know, uh, resort area or however you want to put it. Um, for that, for such an extended period of time, I think that's uh, that's a pretty heavy ask as well for those families. That's just my thought. I don't know. I don't know what um, what the uh, official reasoning from the league on 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 holding that up is, but um, 
but it would it just seems to me that it would be a difficult uh, difficult ask and a difficult task to kind of monitor that many people um, and and keep them isolated for that amount of time. One of the benefits, Matt, of this tournament um, that we didn't get to on our offline chat is the fact that I believe at the end of 2021, the TV deal is up and it's up for grabs. It's either 2021 or 2022. I can't remember. But um, the fact that these games are going to be on ESPN as well, it's massaging a relationship that, um, quite frankly, needs to happen. Obviously, with if you compare the TV deal for any other American sport, it's it's relatively on the rather low scale. We understand mm-hmm. that. It's a growing sport. It's in its infancy, the league. Um, and it's not guaranteed. Uh, whereas the EPL, I'll go back to England, they get a lot of that money up front because they negotiated and they've got a lot more clout, so to speak. So your, your thoughts on the, on the fact that, yes, this is going to be tough, but it could benefit the league long-term when it comes to financial gains for the clubs, for the league, and, and for the players, ultimately. Yeah, I think, uh, and that's a big point, too. Is, and, and that's the, um, the kind of raw nature of any business is, is the business side of it. Um, and uh, the league as a whole... Uh, we heard the commissioner say this morning, the league as a whole stands to lose a billion dollars this season alone. Um, and that's through sponsorship revenue. That's through ticket revenue. That's through all of the different forms of revenue. Um, so it's, it's, uh, there's certainly an element to this that's, um, that's trying to, uh, capture as much of that revenue as possible. Um, to to avoid a, a billion dollar loss to a, to an entire um, to an entire league and and that's a that's a loss that's absorbed by the 26 uh, different owners in the league and um, you know I, I think if uh, you know anyone to scale that down if you're going to say you're going to lose that that amount of 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 money uh, you know whatever that amount is to to anyone individually. Um, they'd say, well, let me do anything I can to regain as much of that as I can. And that's the, and that's the name of the game for the owners. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say that that, that, uh, that high of a loss would put uh, the league in jeopardy, but it certainly would put um, a pretty heavy financial strain on the league in the years to come. Um, so avoiding, uh, avoiding a, as much of that strain as possible, I think is, certainly a motivating factor, but also, um, you know, you look around at um, all the other uh, professional sports leagues and, and they're doing everything they can to get these games in um, for uh, largely that financial purpose and the financial health of those leagues going forward. Hey, Maddie, before we go any further, we've, we probably should have done this you know, right off the top, but nonetheless, for those that may not have had a chance to check out rsl.com or kslsports.com, do you want to just fill in kind of the loopholes and, and whatnot, just as to what exactly the Orlando tournament is? If, you know, if I'm not mistaken, we can start with, I believe every team's going to play three games, group stage, knockout stage, et cetera. Yeah, every team will play three games uh, in the group stage. Those three games will count towards uh, the regular season standings, which is another uh, uh, chunk off that regular season schedule that I think is a, a positive uh, for the league as well because it just makes the the back end of that maybe a little less 
um, harrowing to look at the schedule on the back end of that to say, you know, it's, it's, you know, X amount of games instead of X amount of games plus three, uh, just, you know, possibly two, three more weekend, two, three more weekends available once uh, we get on that backside. Um, then uh, from there, the teams will move into a, a knockout tournament and um, the winner uh, there's a, they're working on, they're either working on the financials of it or they've finished the financials of it and, and have not disclosed the final amount. Uh, but there's going to be a prize uh, prize money involved for teams that advance into those uh, knockout stages. So uh, there's a lot, there's um, there's significant things at stake uh, in the tournament. It's it's um, certainly not um, on the on the level of of say a preseason tournament, something like that. Um, there's a lot at stake, and those games are are real games that count towards the league standings and. Uh, and that'll be, uh, I think, really helpful when we get through the tournament and then on the backside as, as well. And ultimately, that's what fans want to see is games that matter. Um, and uh, that's an important factor as well as making those games count for something. So it's uh, not just an um, kind of one-off tournament. The other benefit of that, Matt, is obviously with, with the tournament being in one place, no travel. Um, you can get a quicker turnaround on these games as well. We know that that back and forth travel, if you aren't uh, on, on a private jet, it's, you're still waiting around in airports. It's a long, and you know this better than most because you go with a team, you and Darren and whatnot. So uh, there is a benefit to, to this. Yes, it's going to be difficult on the families. Obviously, players that have heavily pregnant partners you know, are going to be able to leave. You know, they're not stuck there for, for obvious reasons. So there are some considerations in place for, for the lads. It's not ideal. Killing but... my air miles, though, man. I don't know what I'm doing. Air miles. <laughs> well, you know, we could just always make uh, make an excuse. Oh, I have to fly back. Yeah. yeah anyway, uh, but, you know, there, there's there's so much more to, 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 to come. They're going to think I was really busy during the pandemic if I have to fly back a bunch of times. They're going to blame you for uh, spreading <laughs> yeah. the virus. Uh, but, no, there, there's so much more to come. I mean, obviously, Cups have been, uh, have been postponed. Uh, Champion, Campione's Cup or whatever it was called uh, mm -hmm. is, is no more. Um, obviously, we, we've got used to the season finishing a little bit earlier. Obviously, we can go back into to December. Um, you know, there's, there's certain things that can be done to give us as, as full a schedule as possible which we're going to need, obviously, time-wise with, with games. But it does feel like, finally, things are moving forward. And it's an opportunity, is it not, for Major League Soccer to, to be the leader in the United States. I know we've got Bundesliga. I know we've got European leagues on the cusp of completing their season. But it seems to me like Major League Soccer are the ones that have got their act together more than any... I know I realize that NFL is not in season. But NBA, uh, Major League Baseball they seem to be lagging a little bit compared to Major League Soccer. And it's, it's a good opportunity for them. Yeah, it really is. And I think that's another, another factor involved. Is, and, and it's not to say that we were in a race with any of those other leagues to get, get done quicker. It was just a, a matter of we found ways to do it in a way that's safe um, and, uh, and healthy for the players and the staffs involved. Um, but yeah, I think it is a great opportunity. There's there's not going to be a lot of other live sports on television, so the opportunity to capture some eyes that way, uh, I think, is pretty great. It's pretty. Uh, it's a 
fantastic opportunity really to to uh, boost the profile in a, in a time when uh, I know the country is is starved for some live entertainment. Uh, I've watched some really bad Netflix movies over the last three months, and I know I'm I, I'm I'm starving for the days when I can watch live sporting events on television. So. Uh, you know, even if I weren't uh, going to Orlando, I think it'd be, uh, that would be taking up a lot of my time is just kind of getting the uh, ESPN on, on the, uh, on any television or any device I could find and just feeding that, uh, that hunger that I've had here for quite a while. Hey, Matty, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was fortunate to be invited by yourself. Uh, to a Zoom call, Giuseppe Rossi was on it, and he was asked about this. This was right around the same time, kind of the Orlando tournament and the conversation that surrounded it picked up some steam. He was asked what he thought, and uh, he didn't go into detail because he's a professional, but he did with uh, a very uh, a very few short words make it rather clear to the media that he was not a fan. You know, he, he, he wanted the regular season. And, you know, who can blame him, right? I, I get it. Um, and then Zach McMath today, kind of the RSL, um, the, the RSL goalkeeper who's in charge of a large playing pool regarding collective bargaining agreement, came on and said Real Salt Lake, a number of their players, you know, it was rather divisive. And I think you mentioned this earlier, that some players wanted it, some players didn't, others didn't want to take a pay cut, others just wanted the regular season. So... Uh, uh, I guess you don't you don't know right what Freddie Juarez, Deloy Hanson, you you don't know what they're going to do if a player comes to them and and says, hey, I'm not I'm not going to go. You know, you can imagine that maybe salary cuts would have to take place, right? They can't. I I have a hard time understanding how a player can make money not playing when you know there are other other players, his other peers are playing. But do you do you have any fear or a little anxiety that there will be a number of players that, that might say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not about this for whatever reason. And maybe it's not, maybe it's not got nothing to do with the, the soccer side of things. Maybe they've, they've got a wife that just had a baby or a wife expecting a baby or really anything, you know, to, to put them off. Do you fear that there will be a fair few RSL players that might say, no, I'm not, not going to go ahead with this. You know, I, I, I'm not, I haven't been in, in incredible contact with the players. That's one of the, uh, the difficult parts of, of this whole process is um, you go from uh, speaking with these guys on a daily basis, virtually uh, to uh, catching them when you can on text and getting, you know, getting on a few phone calls here and there. And, uh, and uh, it, it's, that's been uh one of the difficult parts for me and, and as, as involved as I am on that side of things, um, the, to not have that, that day-to-day contact and that day-to-day, um, interactions. Uh, so I, anything, anything that I say would be a, a pure guess at this point. Um, I'm not positive, um, what the options are for players to, to stay or go. Um, uh, my understanding is it's the expectation they will go um, as part of their contracts and as part of the the recently agreed to uh, bargaining, the collective bargaining. Um, uh, there will be exceptions, I'm sure, with um, players whose wives are pregnant uh, or significant others uh, having babies uh, in, in, the, in the near future. 
but beyond that, anything I say would be a, a pure speculation. Sure. Um, I guess last question, are you going to the tournament? That's the plan. Yeah. They, they've allotted for uh, one PR member and one uh, digital media crew. Um, why, why would you to, not send Taron? Say, hey, if anyone's getting coronavirus, it's you, young buck. <laughs> well, if we weren't putting on a tournament in our own uh, in our own oh, uh, yes, homes, you know, it, it, I I keep telling Taron because he's he's pushed for it a few times. Uh, we're talking about a married guy, you know, a relatively newly married fella, who you know, as a divorced man myself, I said, Taron, I'm doing this to save your marriage. Uh, you know, you don't need to be away for any amount of any extended amount of time if you don't have to. Um, so he's going to be handling a lot of things on the NWSL side with that big tournament. And, uh, and we're really excited for what that tournament's going to bring to the state as well. Yeah, that um, is, that is neat. Sorry, Spano, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I was going to say, so obviously that the, it's another opportunity for RSL, the Royals, the Monarchs to showcase their facilities, um, you know, Obviously, we didn't realize there was going to be a pandemic, but the vision of the academy, the housing, the training pitches has come at the right time. It's why it's such an attractive um, uh, option for the NWSL. I mean, what kind of feedback, what kind of things have you heard about this this tournament for the, for the Royals? I think it's, it's, it is really exciting. I think you look at the, um, the facilities, and for a lot of players, it's going to be the first time they've been to our stadium uh, but haven't been to our practice facility. And I think that thing is just so, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's pretty majestic to go out there and see it. Uh, you know, I see the Zoom, the, the uh, uh, Zoom. I don't know why that's on my mind. <laughs> the drone footage of, of that place. And it's, it's pretty uh, awe-inspiring still um, to, to see it and to see the views from there, to see the mountains and the whole cityscape. It's just uh, such a beautiful place. And the fields are so well kept and there's the, just the facilities there are just second to none in our country. Um, so for the players to have the opportunity uh, to train their day to day and um, live within those uh, environments, I think it's just such a great opportunity uh, to show what this state has to offer uh, so far beyond, beyond the uh, hotels and stadiums that players typically see. Um, and and from my experience traveling, that can be so much of seeing a city is you're you're kind of uh, you know it uh, in a lot of a lot of times sequestered in a hotel for most of a day, and then you go to a game at the stadium, and all you really see is the hotel and the stadium. And you know, I've told people before, I could be in Honolulu or Saskatoon; it doesn't really make much of difference to me because I've all the hotels and stadiums start to look the same in some degree. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of, uh, you know, we view it as a pretty good opportunity to show off the state, show off the facilities uh, and, and put those players who are uh, in many cases, you know, world-class players, put them in a, an environment to succeed and, and, and put on the best performances they can on the field. And um, we really look forward to what that, that could bring, the potential that could bring. Uh, and then just switching slightly again, the Monarchs, the champions, trying to defend their crown. It's a little bit more difficult out of the three clubs. This is the one that I feel is a bit more up in the air because different budgets, different clubs, a lot of clubs. It's not as easy as Major League Soccer coming all over to, uh, to Orlando or NWSL coming to Salt Lake City. 
anything that you've heard there or, or any rumors of what's going to happen with uh, USL? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear some. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, really, it really is um, uh, kind of a, a wait and see. Uh, they're, they're exploring a lot of the options that they have as well. And, um, you know, it'd be great to be able to tell you guys right now that they're definitely going to be playing games. But I don't know that for certain. I don't know uh, what the uh, what the future holds, uh, the immediate future at least holds for, for USL. Um, there are a lot of a lot of really good players, uh, a lot of really good experienced players, a lot of good young players that would have an opportunity to get games that um, uh, you'd love to see out on the fields. But uh, I think until uh, until we get a little more clarity on on the um, the uh, the possibilities for USL, it'd be it'd be pretty early to guess on what direction that league's going to go right now. Matty, unfortunately, we, uh, we're slowly running out of time, but, uh, and we will speak again, um, maybe not on the podcast, but in, in a different format. Before you head off to Orlando, I would like to just publicly say that I hope you find the love of your life down there, and I know it's <laughs> slim, um, because uh, you're not going to be going out anywhere, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe, 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 maybe someone the, who works for another team in the league. Uh, yeah. Or maybe one of the hotel staff that just provides you with your cup of coffee every morning. So maybe what you're hoping, what you're hoping is that I find the love of my life. And then in uh, middle to end of July, say, adios, I'm going back to Salt Lake where I live and then employed. And then and you we'll drag, you drag. This long distance relationship that, that uh, only can end well. <laughs> Maddie, you see, because she's because she's working at a hotel, and I say this with all due respect, of course, to hotel stuff, but you know, I'm sure she's itching to get out of the industry. So if you're from Salt Lake, she's from Orlando, you come back home, she comes with you. The rest is history. But the however, going to be an issue come uh, October, November. You know? You've got to but... keep her sweet, though, Matt, because you'll get extra fluffy, warm towels. <laughs> <laughs> and the pillows let's not forget oh, yeah. the the real reason that i'm going instead of taryn has now been revealed <laughs> uh, uh, in all seriousness we do uh, greatly appreciate you spending just a few minutes of your day with us as i know it's very busy you sent out a press release mid podcast yeah. which is awfully nice of you because now i'm going to be working on that but nonetheless uh thank you again be safe and um best of luck i guess more importantly Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. And, and uh, uh, same to you guys. For Thanks to you guys, I think, for keeping myself and, and the fans as well entertained kind of throughout this, this whole process. You guys have, have done a great job of keeping, uh, keeping everyone in tune to what's going on, but keeping everyone entertained as well. So thank you for that. Well, we have struggled mightily, let me tell you. We have <laughs> battled our way through. If we... I'd be lying if if I were to say we we weren't exhausted. But uh, anywho, that's uh, that's all that's all she wrote for this for this episode. We'll be back next week. Be sure to check out rsl.com and of course kslsports.com. We would greatly greatly appreciate it. from Spencer, Matt, and myself. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. <laughs>